Act four of Adelgita or the Fruits of a Single Error by Matthew Lewis. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act four. Scene one. A Gothic Chamber. Enter Giscar, followed by Emma. Stay, princely Giscar, and soothe the wretch's anguish. A fearful tale has reached me. He's false. His life is forfeit. Oh, that thought struck like a dagger to my heart. I shrieked, and wild with anguish, hither flew to plead for one, the falsest, dearest, for Lothaire. What plead for one whose crime? I know it all. His crime, its penalty, and my despair. Oh, judge from this how vast my love's excess. I know him faithless, and adore him still. And did Lothaire possess so rich a gem as Emma's heart? and throw that gem away what have i done oh thoughtless girl forget my words forget my wrongs my love and only heed my tears and my despair spare him oh spare him cease unhappy fair one to urge a suit i cannot must not grant oh heavens enter julian a grecian vessel rides in the port my prince and brings tis said terms of submission from the rebel emperor vanquished alexius straight i come julian retires up left o giscar leave me not thus lothaire one look of mercy one word of hope could you peruse my heart princess you'd know a king's most painful moments and when he sees such tears and must not dry them too blessed were monarchs if when grief implores they dared indulge that pity which they feel but he who wisely thinks and justly governs if prudence and compassion strive forgets not mercy though sweet can but relieve a few but justice is that good which blesses all exit he leaves me to despair lost wretched maid where shall i turn me Ah, how changed my prospects from those so beauteous which were mine this morn. Lothaire returned, was faithful, and was Emma's. He's false, his life is lost, and mine's a blank. He's gone, and none observe us. Down left. Hear me, princess. Oh, leave me to my grief. I come to soothe it. How? Speak. I guard Lothaire. And wilt thou save him? Say yes, and I'll adore thee. Born in Spain, I languish for my native land. And wilt thou provide such sums as may from once secure me? This night I'll fly from Giscar and Otranto, and make Lothaire the partner of my fate. Oh, words of rapture! Speed thy flight, good fellow, my wealth, my gems, rich diamonds, blushing rubies, and chains of pearl which decked a Persian queen, all, all are thine. Beneath the western tower, soon as tis dark, expect me. Thine own hand shall break thy lover's chains. Hark! Someone comes. Farewell. Till night be cautious. Exit. He shall live, then. Lothaire shall live, but, oh, he's false. No matter, he lives, and lives through me. The rest I'll heed not. 
Oh, could my heart, laid bleeding on the scaffold, redeem thy life, Lothaire, I'd gladly rend the trembler from my breast, and tell thee, dying, See, false one, see how fond a heart you stabbed. Exit. Enter Michael Duca and Claudia. Michael, holding a letter. She has judged wisely. Had my threats been scorned this night, though twere my last, and made a story public as the air she breathes. St. Hilda's cavern, while Giscard is at the banquet, tis enough. Oh, send some words of comfort to my friend, Lothaire. She loves him. By my hopes of heaven. Well, well, I know not. Oh, my heart is certain she holds strange power. Perhaps her prayers may move me to spare Lothaire. Repress my fatal passion and yield those letters which... But should she fail me... She will not be assured. O oh, prince, show mercy, and when thou needst it, heaven will show it thee. Exit. Go, thou dull thing, and from experience learn that Michael ne'er forgave where once he hated. St. Hilda's cave. Twill suit my purpose well. Close to the sea. But lo, Apulia comes. Ha! Alcifron. Enter Giscar with the parchment and Alcifron. Offers so fair deserve acceptance, and I'll urge it strongly, doubt not. Wait thou apart. Humbly, I thank your highness. Exit. Health to Byzantium's emperor, for that title at length is thine, not more in right than fact. Indeed, brought Alcifron. Alexius proffers to throw wide open his portals, so thou'lt engage to spare his life, and those whose names this scroll contains. Michael, reading. Constantius, Phocus, Grecian, men potent with Byzantium's rabble, who bear towards me such deadly hate as tigers bear towards a crocodile. And shall they live to prate of slaughtered sons and wives dishonoured, and with such Piteous tales excite the crowd again to hurl me from my throne. No, no, such men I dare not pardon. Dare not, sayst thou? O phrase ill-suited to imperial lips. Kings should fear nothing but deserving censure, and he who dares not pardon should not reign. God's giving me patience. Is not then enough to know yon cave contains a sleeping lion? Must I wait his rousing to dispatch him and feel the monster's teeth before I stab? By heaven, twere better ne'er to see Byzantium than see it in such fear, and spread my couch nightly on snakes. And art thou yet learned in snakes, if gently used, are rendered harmless, and dance obedient to their tasker's flute? Be the world's friend, and none will be thy foes. Michael, looking on the parchment. What's this? The patriarch Priscillian? That false priest who rudely tore the diadem from my brow and bound it round my rivals? Critias too? Eudoxus, Cleon? Furious. Now by heaven not one, not one of them shall live. The slaves, the traitors! Byzantium mine one hour. Thus, thus I'll use them and strew their limbs thus round me. 
tearing the parchment, throws it down on left and crosses to right. Tis enough. Ho, Alciphron. Enter Alciphron. Giscar, pointing to the parchment. Read there your answer. Alciphron, starting. Prince. When first your exiled sovereign sought my aid, I saw his sufferings and forgot his faults, pitied the monarch and excused the man. I thought, too, in adversity's rough school, he sure had learnt some lessons which might teach him to govern well, if e'er again he governed. I was deceived. Michael rejects your terms. Yet tell Alexius this from me. If e'er on Michael's side again I draw my falchion, may my right arm sink withered. Michael, stamping in rage. How confusion! Then, tyrant, do thy worst. We fear thee not. To Giscar. But since from him estranged, O oh, let Alexius hope that Apulia's aid. Giscar, with dignity. Presumptuous Greek, urge that bold suit no further. Giscard's sword shall ne'er be drawn in a usurper's cause. Whate'er his faults, there stands your rightful monarch. And though my arms no more oppose Alexius, still shall he find ere long celestial vengeance. Pursue the rebel who dethroned his king. Quit thou my realm. No more. Exit Alciphron. Prince, thou hast heard me, and here our ill-assorted union ends. No further aid? Nay, shall thy spite at once, and send me to the usurper's throne in chains. Durazo shall reward thee. Emperor, no. What Giscard once has given, he ne'er resumes. Durazzo's yours. T'was conquered in your name, and thither safely shall my barks conduct you. That done, my service ends. To gain Byzantium, what further course you choose? Should that course prosper, I'll first employ my power to wreak on thee my vengeance for the scorn. There lies my gage and token of defiance, and that hatred which here I swear shall to the grave pursue thee, deep, deadly, and unchanged. Stretch to the utmost thy power to vex Apulia and its lord. With barks like lotus clouds, o'erspread the ocean. Rob all thy realms of men, and at one effort pour thy whole population on our coasts. Still shalt thou see thy squadrons, like ripe corn, beneath the reaper's scythe laid low, encountering the patriot subjects of a patriot prince, who loves his people, whom his people love. Skulk as thou mayest behind thy brazen bulwarks of hired Varangians and degenerate Greeks. I'll find thee, doubt not. Hew my desperate passage through swords and shields, nor shall my arm no rest till on thy cask my trusty sword has cleft Byzantium's crown in twain. I'll hear no more. Drawing a dagger. Vain boaster, die! Attempts to stab Giscar, who wrests the dagger from him. Ha! A pause, after which he returns the dagger. Take thy steel again, and use it to a nobler end. Michael stamps in rage. How now? Enter Rhinulf. Lothair has fled, my prince. The traitor Julian has loosed his chains, 
and shares his flight. Pursue them, and straight inform me, should Lothair be found. Exit Reynolds. Prince, farewell. We meet no more, except we meet in battle, where one of us must fall. Exit. I triumph now, but soon thy haughty front shall strike the earth in anguish. Now, Dersitus. Enter Dersitus. Say, is the bark prepared? Among the rocks, tis anchored. Call my slaves, collect my treasure, and straight conduct my daughter to the vessel. This night we quit Otranto. How? This night? Durazo's mine, and thither points our course. Speed, speed, my friend. Exit Dersitus. And thou, good doting husband, dream on securely, while far hence I bear thy soul's most precious treasure. Thus the pilgrim, while near his couch the snake creeps slow and silent, slumbers unconscious on some flowery bank. Sweet is his rest, his dreams are bright when, lo, deep strikes the sting, and the wretch wakes to anguish. Exit. Scene two. A cavern. Through a natural arch in the centre of the back scene, the sea is visible, with the moon shining on it. On the right is a rough-hewn staircase, conducting to an upper gallery. On the left is the mouth of an inner cave, partly overgrown with ivy and other tangling weeds. It is ornamental with a cross, an image, a skull, and crossbones, etc. On the centre flat is the great entrance to the caverns. Julian enters with a torch, conducting Lothair and Imma by the great entrance, central flat, arch. Julian, to Lothair. Here thou mayst rest in safety, while I seek the bark to bear us hence. But, gentle princess, first let me guide thee back. Lothair, to Imma. And must you go? Oh, first repeat the assurance that no longer you doubt his faith who only lives for you. Say that no more you'll wrong your charms by thinking the heart can ever change that once is yours. And swear by yon fair moon, whose mournful radiance silvers the billows which must waft me hence. No power of absence, and no rival's arts, shall e'er deface Lothair from Emma's bosom. Alas, before your lips affirmed your truth, so much I hoped you true, I half believed it. Yet still such proofs, my father's heavy charge, and she, pure honor's mirror, Adelgita, she too attested, hence distracting doubts, for I will credit what I wish were true. Still, dear enchanter, breathe those magic vows which charmed to rest the tempest of my bosom. E'en though you're false, Persuade me that you're faithful. Even though you hate me, swear I'm fondly loved. Close to my heart I'll press the sweet delusion, and kiss the veil that hides such cruel truths. And will these sounds, which on his parting ear vibrate so sweetly, greet Lothair's return? Soon at thy beauty's shrine adoring monarch shall boast they bear thy chains and swear in rapture. If crowns are brilliant, tis when Emma wears them. Pleased while you listen to the flattering tale, all thoughts of passion past will fade away, and in some rival's arms thou'lt never remember a wretch like me exists. Unjust suspicions! 
Oh, would twere in my power at once to crush them, and share thy flight, thy dangers, and thy woes. But, oh, that fearful thought, my father's curse, a father who, whatever his faults to others, has none to me. No, no, I dare not grieve him, and we must part, Lothaire. Weeping. Your pardon, princess. Time flies. Your absence may create suspicions, whose danger— Straight I come, and whither wilt thou, dear friend, direct thy wandering course? Thou knowest the Christian kings prepare a potent force to free the Holy Land from hands of heathens. I'll aid the attempt. Who knows, but heaven may grant me to hurl some fierce barbarian from that throne his foul idolatry and crimes pollute. Oh, then how swift my keel shall cut the billows! Love's purple wings shall agitate the air to swell my sails, and waft me back to Europe, in Emma's eyes to read my purest praises, and lay at Emma's feet my heart and scepter. Come thus, and Emma's thine. But shouldst thou fall, rest thou assured, my love. No rival e'er shall clasp this hand on which thy lips have rested. A cloistered mourner, wrapped in sable weeds, I'll weep thy loss till life be wept away. Farewell. Oh, heaven, farewell. Exit Central Arch. I'll straight return. Wait thou in yonder cave. Exit Central Arch. Exit Lothair into the cave. Adelgita, with a torch, descends the flight of steps. Not come yet. She fixes the torch in a crevice of the rock. Then I have still some moments left to think, to pray. She sinks on her knees and raises her hands to heaven. Save me! A pause, after which she rises. How dread this silence! The night wind chills my blood. The pale, cold moon beats echoing rocks, the murmuring waves. Michael, without. Share yon torch. His voice seems thunder to my ear. Now, then, for life or death. Enter Michael Duca, center arch. Lo, where she stands, destined to crown at once my love and vengeance. Now, princess, <laughs> I miss that high demeanor, inspiring such respect when last we parleyed. No scornful smile, no virtuous lightnings flashing, Quick from thy eye to strike presumption dead. Nay, speak, and let me hear thy lips once more, School with condign reproof, licentious passion, And teach how great Salerno's virtuous daughter Sees nothing fearful but deserve disgrace. I'm humbled, weak, a sufferer, and a woman. Now, if thou hast the heart, insult me still. Insult thee? No, ungrateful. Those bright eyes still owe my heart hold an unbounded empire. Fain would I hush thy grief. Oh, if thou wouldst, how easy were the task. Look on me, prince. Grief tears my heart. My eyes are swollen with weeping. And thou mayst calm that heart and dry those eyes. Those fatal letters, yield them to my prayers, save me from shame, 
and I'll through life implore heaven on thy head to shower its choicest blessings. Nay, will not trouble heaven, fair dame. In thee I see that blessing which my soul most covets, and mine it must be. I hate thy giscar. I find his dearest gems are thee and honour, and both this night are lost. Adelgita, starting. Meanst thou? This night I'll bear thee hence, and brand the man I hate with shame mortal. Thou'rt in my power. No, tyrant, thou art deceived. I've still one refuge left. And here I swear, ere Giscard's cheek shall know one tear of grief, or blush of shame occasioned by my fault, in death's embrace I'll shelter me from thine, and stab my heart, rather than the Giscard's honour. Michael, ironically. Thou die. Alas, I'm skilled in woman's courage. I know what vows she swears and how she keeps them. Swords, precipices, poison, racks, and flames. Viewed in perspective, she esteems mere trifles. But when the moment comes, she thinks to a pity to stain her skin so very white with blood. So wipes her eyes and lays aside her dagger. Unmanly slanderer! Michael, fiercely. Yet, though fate had sworn the hour which made thee mine should hear thy knell, mine would I make thee still. Oh, barbarian! Fiend! Thou lovest as others hate! Though pleasure fly me, I'll quaff full draughts from sweet revenge's bowl. Living thou art mine. Undead. Thou art not Giscard's, and that's some comfort still. Crosses to right. Adelgita, drawing a dagger. Then take that comfort and triumph o'er my course. Offering to stab herself. Rash woman, hold! Rests the dagger from her and throws it on the ground. And now... A treacherous arm! Crosses to right. No power can save thee. No, mid yon rocks, e'en now the vessel waits, destined to waft thee hence. Oh, heavens! Away, then. I'll bear thee to the bark. Adelgita throws herself at his feet. I sink before thee. She kneels to thee, who ne'er yet knelt to man. Have thou compassion. None. None. Adelgita in a terrible voice, while she seizes a dagger which lies near her and starts from the ground. Then, perish, tyrant! Stabs him. Oh, murderess! He staggers back some paces and falls senseless on the earth. Adelgita, who has remained in a menacing attitude, starts with horror at the last word. Murderess! <laughs> right. Right, that tis now my fittest name. <laughs> rise, demons, rise. Tis Adolgitha calls you. Her hand has signed in blood the infernal bond, which makes her yours forever. Rise, then. Rise and shake the rocks with horrid mirth, loud shrieking. Rejoice. Rejoice, the murderess is our own!
Enter Lothair from the cave, with his sword drawn. Murder was shrieked. Ha! Speak thy business here, and what thou art. Ah, oh, fiends, who comes to banquet on blood among these rocks, who much has drank and thirsts for more? Observe these flaming eyes. Mark the black drops that trickle from the steel. And if thy life is dear, avoid my presence. Advance not, or thou diest. That voice, amazement. Tis she, the princess, sure. Dropping his sword. Luther! Aurora, this still was wanting. Supports herself against the rock. Love and bruise her dagger, and lo, of course, whose gaping wound. O oh, princess, what hast thou done? A deed of guilt, of madness, and of what guilt thine eyes express too well. Oh, nay, give thy hatred words, I fain would die. And speak but thou with truth and force. I hate thee. And lightning would not strike me dead too soon. Hate thee? Oh, powers of bliss, my brain whirls round. I know not what to think, or say, or do. Throws down sword. I can but feel, all guilty as thou art, the world holds nothing which my soul loves dearer. Sayst thou? <sighs> Thanks, heaven. For this last drop of comfort thrown in my bitter cup. Lothar, Lothar, this heart thou dost not know. Hark, this rock echoes with hurried steps. If here I'm found, my fame, my life are lost. Save me, Lothar. Save me. For I'm so guilty that I dare not die. Save me! Save me! There at hand, fly, fly! Yon steps conduct! Adelgita, attempting to reach them, but sinking back ready to faint, and catching at a broken piece of the rock. I cannot. My strength fails me. My doom is fixed! Lothair, raising her. Take courage. Rest on me. The torch. Taking it in one hand while the other clasps Adelgita. Come, come. Fear not. I'll die or save you. Nay, come. Away. Away. Exeunt by the steps. Enter Imma, hastily, central arch. Fly! Fly, Lothair! Julian is seized, and Reinolf this way hastens. Lothair! He answers not. Oh, heaven, they come! Enter Reinulf, Julian, and eight guards with torches, central arch. Reinulf to Julian. If thou deceivest me, rich, thy life shall pay for it. Not here? In yonder cave. Emma, standing before the entrance of the cave. Stay, Reinulf, stay. Pursue your search no further. On my life, the babe who ne'er yet lisped the name of mother, is not more guiltless than Lothair. His flight argues not innocence. Your pardon, princess. I needs must on. 
to the guards. This way. Exeunt with four guards into the cave. Ah, my father! My child. Farewell. Dies. Oh, horror. Faints on the body. Lothair rushing down the steps. It was Emma shrieked. Reynolds entering left, followed by the guards. Lothair! Guards! Seize him! Lothair, held by the guards. Emma! Part of the guards detain Lothair in the background, while the rest form a group around Emma and her father. Reynolds, a tall martial figure in armor, stands in the middle, extending one arm towards Lothair. Tableau End of Act 4